We'll read a verse from Psalm 91. Psalm 91. And verse 14. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. We love these promises and these words that we we read in this holy book. God's word is alive. It's a living word. We should spend a lot of time with it. The more time that we spend with God's word, the more we'll realize how alive it is to us. You can't speed read the Bible, so we shouldn't try. We're better off to read one verse and really let it sink into our hearts and into our souls and let it carry us and really understand the meaning and the depth of it than to try to speed read so many chapters in a certain length of time. There's always benefit in reading God's Word, but it's a living book. It's a living way. It's a living gospel. And God intends His people, His desire is for His people to be alive. By His Spirit, we need His Spirit. We need His life and the vitality, the Spirit that He gives, the vision that He gives by His Spirit, the understanding of His Word that He gives by His Spirit. And we're interested in higher ground. God calls us to higher ground. He calls all of us to higher ground. We never stop learning. We're always learning from God. There's always more to learn. This verse starts out, Because He has set His love upon me, Therefore will it deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. But it helps us understand that this individual has made a decision. This individual has put forth some effort. This individual has set their focus, their mind, and their heart on God. And they've stayed there. They've stayed there. And when you stay there, God can teach us. When we stay in a given place, that's what abiding means in John 15, to stay in a given place of expectancy. As we search through God's Word and we find uh, places of higher ground that that God expects expects us to reach, we rejoice in those things. We don't ever go into God's Word looking for somebody else. Why would we do that? We go into God's Word looking for us. And, and looking for God and looking for higher ground and uh, the treasures that are there for us to find. And, and when we find these places of higher ground, when we find these places that God would have us to dwell, it's like finding pure gold. And we recognize a, a better victory that God has for us. And then we set our hearts and we set our minds to draw closer to God. And we set our energies towards it. And we recognize the value of higher ground. We need it. We need Him. And we'll find if we will set our hearts and our minds to higher ground, if we will stay there, God will meet us. God will work with us and we'll find ourselves becoming established by God's grace. It's a cause and effect. Because this individual has made that effort, I will set him on high. Like Isaiah 61 says, it will be the planting of the Lord that God will be glorified. We're not interested in trying to establish our own righteousness. Of course not. We're interested in God's righteousness. We don't want our higher ground. We want God's higher ground. There's a difference. 
We're not interested in man's approval. We're not seeking man's approval. We're not going to great lengths to use whatever means necessary to try to gain man's approval. We're interested in God's approval. And when we have God's approval, God will take care of the rest. We'll have the right kind of approval. There's a difference there too. Once we feel like we've gained man's approval, if we've had to use guile and deceit and everything else, it's a slippery slope. We're never sure if we're going to keep it or not. But when we have God's approval, He'll take care of it. And when we get into a place where we know we have God's approval, we instantly find that we're in step with those who have set their mind on God. We're instantly in step with the saints of God. We're instantly in step with those who have been spending some time in prayer, time in God's Word, time in the secret place, seeking God to find the treasures in God's Word to draw closer to Him. We find we're instantly in step with those. What a wonderful thing that is to be in step with God's people, to be in step with God's Word. The Pharisees were righteous in a way. They had established their own higher ground. They had established their own uh, method of righteousness. And they had actually done some things right. They were very exacting in some things they decided to pick and choose the things they suppose that were most convenient to them or things that were the easiest to do. And, and they were exacting in those things. But the Lord had a rebuke for them in Matthew 23. 23, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment or justice, Mercy, faith, Luke's version puts in the love of God. These ought you to have done and not left the other undone. The weightier matters were missing. They, they had been exacting in some things. They had, they had uh, made sure that they had done some things right. Uh, they were building their own pedigree. They were building their own resume of their own higher ground. And they were trying to hold others to it. But there were some things that they had done in the name of God that should never have been done at all. They were uh, uh, despising others. They were looking down on others. They were casting uh, people out of the temple that offended them, that bothered them. People that condemned them. They decided they didn't want to be near them, so they would move on. What did Jesus have to say? He called them hypocrites. Though they had done some of these things right, He said, yes, indeed, those should have been done. But the most important things are missing. The riches of Christ are not there. The love of God is not there. There's no mercy towards your fellow man. There's no justice. There's no love towards your fellow man. You can't love God either. They had gone about to establish their own righteousness and it wasn't near high enough. The high ground they had wasn't high at all. They thought it was. And in order to find God's high ground, they were going to have to surrender their own high ground and yield to God's high ground. There's a difference. I read many, many years ago of a woman who was on her way to a sister's house to give her a piece of her mind. She'd been wronged, and she was going to let her know that what she had done was wrong. And she stopped by her pastor's house. This was, this was years and years ago. I was reading about this years ago. And, he, and she stopped by, and he said, maybe you should wait until you can love her a little more. So she had a chance to decide whether she was going to use 
her higher ground or God's high ground. She could choose her high ground and and justify herself and vindicate herself. Or she could get on her face before God and look for God's high ground. Get the love of God back in her heart and take that approach. We want God's high ground. We want the gospel working within us. We want the riches of Christ in our heart. We want the high ground that God has for us. We want to discover the riches that are in uh, God's word and how wonderful it is. Moses was called of God and he was called one particular at one particular point to meet with God face to face. And we find that in Exodus uh, chapter 24. God had called him up to the mount in verse 9. Then went up Moses and Aaron. This is Numbers 24, 9. Nadab and Abihu and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of a sapphire stone. And as it were, the body of heaven in his clearness. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also they saw God and did eat and drink. And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me in the mount and be there. And be there. That means stay there. Moses was called to lead the children of Israel. But God was calling him to step away from the children of Israel. Moses uh, had appointed the elders of Israel and he needed them. He needed their services to help judge and to help lead Israel. But God was asking him to leave them behind. He needed Aaron. Remember, he he had asked uh, for help and God had sent Aaron to be his mouthpiece. He had to leave him behind. God had something for Moses. And Moses was going to have to leave those things behind to get to the higher place where God could speak to him. But he's saying, Moses, you have to get there and you have to stay there. And he did. He got up there. And for six days, the glory of the Lord was there. On the seventh day, it tells us the Lord appeared. If we can uh, focus and realize, if we can lay aside everything else, lay aside our own ideas of high ground, lay aside our own ideas of how we think God wants us to serve him, lay it aside. We want God's high ground. We want an audience with God. We want to hear what he has to say to our hearts. We want the riches that come from heaven. This dying world needs uh, the children of God to have the riches of Christ. Moses had to leave all those things, but he had to stay there. Moses was there, and on the seventh day, God met him. And God did have a special uh, message for Moses. But, But God has something special for all of us in this fast paced world of distractions. We have to set our hearts and our minds and our energies to abide. We all do. We have to to make the time and determine uh, that we're going to read, not just read, but understand the Word. We're going to take it in and assimilate it and let it speak to us. We're going to spend time in prayer. There'll be times we're on our face before God because we want His high ground. But when we find it, what's that worth? God desires to speak to our hearts and to give us His blessings. 
Emmanuel, God with us. What a wonderful privilege that is. What a blessing that is. He will never leave us nor forsake us. That God wants a communion with us. We want the riches of Christ. The Pharisees were, were lacking in, in some very important elements. They were, they were lacking the riches of Christ. They tried very hard to do some things their own way. But in order to reach God's high ground, they were going to have to lay down their own high ground and they were going to have to yield to God's truth. First Corinthians 13, for example, the charity chapter. And we read that and it seems like a high market. It is. Especially when we try to do it ourselves. There are a good many people trying to imitate First Corinthians 13. You can't imitate it. They're trying to act it. We can't act it. They're trying to put it forward in front of it. It can't be done. It has to be yielded to. You can't have the love of God. We can't have it in our hearts if we're not willing to yield to the elements of the love of God. If we are not willing to love those that we love the least with the love of God and the attributes we read in 1 Corinthians 13, we can't have it. We want the, the wisdom we read about in James chapter 3, but if we're not willing to yield to the attributes of, James, uh, of the wisdom of God, it's pure, it's peaceable, easy to be entreated, full of mercy, full of good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. If we're not willing to yield to those attributes towards that individual that we love the least, we'll never get the wisdom of God. We have to yield to the riches of Christ. And it is a high mark and it's impossible. But once we yield to it, we find it's natural. God plants those riches within our heart. There's another example in Acts chapter 10 of someone who was just seeking the things of God and interested in the riches of Christ, interested in God's high ground, a man named Cornelius. He was a devout man, one that feared God, gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. But his prayers were acceptable to God. There was something in those prayers that God took note of. And they had come up as a memorial was a message to him. Cornelius was seeking for God. He wasn't, apparently wasn't really sure what he was seeking for, but he wanted more. He was hungry for God. He was just looking for higher ground. And we know he wasn't exactly sure what he was seeking for by his response to Peter later in that chapter, but he was just seeking God. And the message was to send for, for Simon Peter. Well, well, Peter was learning some things too. Peter, uh, we find him uh, in prayer up on a balcony. It tells us that he was in a trance, or we might say in a spirit of prayer. Everything else was shut out. He was focused on God. He was praying. He was seeking the Lord. He was shut in, and the Lord had a message for Peter. Peter had some things to learn. We all have things to learn. We're always learning from God. And that's what we want. We want to learn things from God. Cornelius was looking for high ground. Peter thought he was holding on to high ground. Because he saw that vision of all of those, those animals, 
with the clothing hooves and, and the message was to rise and eat. But Peter said, no, it's, un, it's common and unclean. I'm not supposed to because the law forbids it. I'm not supposed to do this. Why is this message coming to me? Peter was learning. That came to him three different times and he didn't understand uh, what the message meant. But the Spirit told him to go with the men that sought him, that had just come to the door. So he did. But we see as uh, Peter followed them to Cornelius' house. As soon as he entered the house, Cornelius was bowing at his feet. And Peter stood him up. Don't bow to me. I'm a man. I need God like you do. Peter wasn't interested in being seen as important. He wasn't interested in being seen with the guy with the answers. He was just a man who loved God. And the first words out of his mouth was what he had just learned. That I'm not supposed to call anybody common or unclean. Peter wanted Cornelius to have what he had. Peter wanted Cornelius to find the riches of Christ that he had found. And as soon as he began to to tell them what he had just learned of God, the Holy Ghost fell on them. How, How faithful God is. How wonderful God is to teach us if we'll just uh, be willing to be taught. If we'll just yield. If we'll take the time to abide in Him. If we'll we'll take the time to reach for higher ground and then to stay there. God will fulfill His word. God will fulfill His promises. God is not a man that He would lie. He's the son of man that he would repent. He has promised and he will do it. God's word stands. If you determine to reach higher ground and you're hungry for God and you, and you launch a campaign just like uh, Psalm 91 says, because he has set his love upon me, I will set him on high. Because we've taken the time and just made the effort. Just to get closer to God. We've taken the time to pray. We've taken the time uh, to get into God's Word and to really understand what's going on. We stop scrolling and start abiding. Stop surfing and start abiding. Turn our phones off. Start abiding. There's so many distractions. But how wonderful to find the blessing of God and to, to find God ministering to us when He just simply made the effort. It's not complicated. It's not fancy, but if we're hungry for God and we're interested in God's higher ground and we're willing to lay aside our own higher ground, we'll find God will work for us. We'll find God will meet us there. If we determine to abide there and we stay there in that given place, God will work for us. God will answer prayer. You'll find that God will keep his promises. Well, we're encouraged by that. We're encouraged that God keeps His promises. We're encouraged that God has higher ground. We're encouraged that God calls us to higher ground. It's always encouraging to, to, to find new riches and new treasures in God's Word. I rejoiced in thy word, the psalmist said, more than in the time that their wine and their oil increased. There are a lot of people that rejoice in their investments and their increases as they, as they gather things around them. And then I suppose there's some joy there for a time. But the psalmist says, when I find the treasure in your word, it's so much better. It's so much richer than all the things of this world. When I find a, the riches of God's promises and I, I, I find the life that is in God's word, how much rejoicing there is, how much victory there is. We thank God for the victory that he gives. We'll stand and sing. We're 567.